It's artificial intelligence taking over the world. Hello, you are listening to the Voice of Wealth podcast. I'm Charlotte de Capoisson. Artificial intelligence is a fascinating subject. For many, it is exciting, innovative, and futuristic. For some, it conjures up apocalyptic scenarios that the film industry has cleverly depicted in productions such as Matrix, Blade Runner, and Terminator. But artificial intelligence is more than just science fiction. It is considered to be the most revolutionary development in our history. Furthermore, its transformative capabilities are countless. In this podcast, we cover the benefits and potential perils of artificial intelligence and gain insights from two leading experts on the subject. I'm joined by Edmund Sheng, Global CIO of BNP Paribas Wealth Management, an expert in AI, and Pamela Hegarty from BNP Paribas Asset Management, who will conclude this podcast. Technology is advancing at a tremendous pace. Edmund, can you give a simple definition of artificial intelligence? And secondly, why and how do we benefit from it directly and indirectly in our daily lives? Well, hello there, Charlotte. So artificial intelligence is the basically the ability of a computer or indeed a robot controlled by a computer to do tasks that are usually done by humans because they require human intelligence and discernment. So now if we think about it, this has become an umbrella term for me that today encapsulates the ambitions of humans to build machines that can match and effectively one day exceed the full range of human cognition. Obviously we're not there yet but that is the ambition of artificial intelligence as a field. Now if we think about the uses in daily life. You see artificial intelligence techniques being used in healthcare, for instance, in terms of diagnosis, for instance, of lung cancer scans. We can think about speech recognition as another obvious area where artificial intelligence techniques are being used more and more to improve speech recognition and turn that speech into text. And even in our homes, you can think about applications such as Siri on Apple phones or the suggestion algorithms used by Google, Netflix, and Amazon to say, well, you like this, and maybe you'll like that as well. So these are some of the simple ways that we encounter artificial intelligence in our daily lives. Now, Edmund, I totally recognize all the advantages of AI and all the enormous potential it has to serve society, ushering in more innovations, particularly its problem-solving ability in all sectors of the economy. Let's say it is really transforming our world, and we cannot ignore it. I personally use a tool based on machine learning, and I admit I save a lot of time. But on the other side of the coin, AI can be considered as an industrial revolution. And in every industrial revolution, some jobs are threatened from disappearing. But in their stead, other jobs are created. And we are seeing machines, robots, and computers slowly taking over the role of humans. So my concern is, what if AI surpasses humanity in general intelligence and becomes super intelligent? And then it becomes difficult or impossible for humans to control what is happening. For all its benefits, Edmund, could AI become a big threat to humanity? Well, I think that's going in a little bit far for the moment, Charlotte. If we look at the current state of the art in artificial intelligence, we are a long way from AI surpassing general intelligence in humans. It is true that artificial intelligence can be very good in specific domains. For instance, you, it can beat humans in playing chess or playing the game Go. It can surpass human abilities in a number of very specific domains, such as I said, so like scanning, uh, looking at potential cancer scans to pick out tumours. 
So there are specific areas where it can match or even exceed human experts. But to say it's going to exceed our general intelligence, I think we're still a long way from that day. So I think people are always scared of the unknown. That's obvious. And any new technology is seen as a potential threat. But I don't think we should go too far down, down that road at, at the moment. At the end of the day, it's a tool like any other tool. And so ultimately, if it's misused, I think the danger is, is the misuse by humans rather than the AI in of itself. What factors, Edmund, do you see for the acceleration of AI in the near term? There are obvious enabling factors here. The first of all being just the exponential increase in computing power. So if we think about the advance in processors, memory, storage, and if we think about the process in terms both of central processing units and now indeed graphical processing units, so parallel processing, these types of processing techniques are enabling step changes in AI because you can just do so many more computations so much faster. And one thing about AI, like any computer algorithm, it relies to some extent on brute force computing power. So the more of that we have, the better. But in addition to that, you have 5G, fifth generation, super fast internet now becoming available on a mobile setting. And I think that's going to enable a whole host of extra AI applications. For instance, if we think about the Internet of Things, if we think about autonomous or self-driving cars, these are applications that could be enabled by the combination of AI techniques on the one hand, but also the application of super fast mobile Internet on the other. So I think these are the, the key catalysts for AI in recent times. How can people invest in this space? That's sort of tricky. There are, of course, funds, both uh, mutual funds and ETFs or even individual stocks, which purport to relate to AI. The problem is when you look at the interior of these funds, you end up buying companies such as Google, for instance. They tend to be big weightings in these, in these funds and ETFs. And it's true that Google does, of course, invest a lot in artificial intelligence techniques and potential new applications if you invest in AI. But what you're actually investing in is more the growth of mobile internet advertising. So unfortunately, it's very difficult with specific funds and ETFs to identify and really get pure play on artificial intelligence. Apart from equities and funds, how else could I invest in the future of AI? Well, I think because it's still quite nascent in a fast growing industry, one area is to look at are obviously startups and early stage growth companies. And the way to invest in those who, which are typically not listed is via venture capital or private equity funds that invest in growth companies. So that's an area we like in particular. It's something that, that we can recommend to certain clients investing in these venture capital, but particularly private equity growth funds, because I think there you can get much better exposure and purer exposure to startups focusing on specific problems and applications of artificial intelligence. Hello, Pamela Hegarty. Thank you very much for joining us from Boston today. Pamela, you managed the Disruptive Tech Fund worth 2.8 billion euros of assets under management on behalf of BNP Paribas Asset Management's clients. Of this amount, 15 to 20% is invested in the semiconductor space. So Pamela, which subsector or subsectors within the semiconductor space do you like currently? Thank you, Charlotte. We have pretty broad exposure to the semiconductor industry through investments in foundries, as well as companies that produce microprocessors, memory chips, semi-cap equipment, and materials. Although there have been uh, a lot of shortages and supply chain issues that cause volatility in the short term, we believe the long-term secular growth themes 
and drivers remain very strong. Semiconductors are foundational to artificial intelligence, cloud computing, IoT, and automation. So longer term, we remain bullish on the industry. And Pamela, how do you see companies related to AI taking a larger proportion of your portfolio? We have focused on AI as a key theme for the past five years. AI is becoming more pervasive as companies adopt it. As it stands today, approximately half of the names in our portfolio are exposed either as leaders or beneficiaries of AI. Thus, it has a growing importance for us. Our exposure is via semiconductor companies, cloud service providers, software as a service, fintech, data platforms, healthcare companies, including medical devices and uh, genomics companies, as well as e-commerce. Overall, we believe AI is a key theme going forward. Thank you very much, Pamela Hegarty and Edmund Sheng for your insights. Goodbye.